Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Kuf Mem of Masech the Shabbos, Daf 140. Friends, we're getting pretty close. 140 and that like one out of 157. That's like within like I don't know if you think about it in like groups of 10. We're only like one group of 10 away. Yeah, pretty exciting. It's cooled off today, friends. Um, yeah, like I guess like a gothic kind of things. Like yeah, it's not it's not too heavy, not too difficult. We start off talking about mixing mustard. I almost view like this mixing mixing mustard almost like we have like our um, trina. You get like this like trina golmit, this like paste that you then mix with water and like mix together. I'm kind of imagining that somehow for their mustard, but let's see. Then we talk about all sorts of different recipes, which is very interesting. Some of them sound the mice and not too bad. Uh, all right. Then we talk about soaking stuff in warm water to like make medicine and rubbing linen garments, like make them softer and cleaner. And then on Kufmem Amud Beis, Rav Chizda gives all sorts of advice for cash-strapped students. Um, and then we get to a new Mishnah at the end. So all exciting stuff today. Friends, let's get started. We will begin on the very, very last line of Taf Kuf Lamed Tes Amud Beis. It says that you that our Mishnah said that you are permitted to put an egg through a mustard strainer. Tani Yaakov Karcha Lefishein Osin Osa Ela Ligavein. So Rabbi Yaakov Ben. So Yaakov Karcha. So he says, well, because putting this egg through. So what happens? You put the egg through the strainer, and what happens is the yolk kind of goes through the strainer and the uh, egg white stays on top. And he says that this isn't ochel mitoch psolas because they're both ochel, right? It's not like you're trying to uh, remove good from bad. They're both good, just that the yolk uh, can be a dye. It could provide coloring and that's what you're looking for. So it's not necessarily borer. That's why it's acceptable. Okay. Itmar, it was stated, Chardal Shalashu Mev Shabbos. Okay, so it sounds like if you, t- I, I honestly, I, I don't know exactly the processing over here, but it sounds like basically if you take mustard seeds and you add some water and knead it together to some extent already before Shabbos, maybe you make some kind of like paste of, of sorts before Shabbos. So the Machar, so now on Shabbos, you'd be allowed to, I think, add some water to it and then use a kli, let's say a spoon, to like mix it around, but don't use your hands. Uh, the assumption being that the, that using your hands would need it better, and that would be the way that you would do it during the week. So we don't want you to do it the way that you do dur- that you would do it during the week. So rather use a vessel instead, like a spoon, maybe. Armelay Shmuel Shmuel disagrees with Rab. Biad, what do you mean that you're going to knead it with your hands? What do you mean knead it with your hands during the week? What, during the entire week, you're going to use your hands to knead this uh, uh, mustard? What is it, donkey food that you're going to knead it with your hand? No, rather says Shmuel that the way to mix this mustard during the week would be with a uh, kli. And therefore, on Shabbos, if you want to make a shinoi, you can do it with your hand. So, Itmar, it was stated, Rabbi Al-Azar, Amar, Echad Zev, Echad Zev, Asr, Rabbi Yochanan, Amar, Echad Zev, Echad Zev, Mutter. So it was stated that Rabbi Al-Azar says 
that whether you use your hand, whether you use a kli, it's forbidden. Rabbi Yochanan says that whether you use your hand, whether you use a kli, it is permitted. Abai Rava Damitarvau, Abai and Rava both say that the halacha is not like Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said that both uh, with a kli and with your hand is permitted. Abai and Rava say the halacha is certainly not like that. Kamar Rabbi Yochanan should say the Rabbi Lazar, Kamar Rabbi Lazar should say the Shmuel. But then what happened was, um, Rabbi Yochanan jumped sides and he ended up saying like Rabbi Lazar that both with a kli and with a um, with your hand is going to be forbidden to make this uh, mustard and Rabbi Lazar then said like Shmuel which is that with your uh, with with a kli is also but with your hand is mutter Abai and Rava now both say well then the Allah is like Rabbi Yochanan that both with a kli and with your hand is forbidden fine Abaye's nurse made for him um, this like mustard stuff on Shabbos and he didn't eat it because he said that, you know, whether it's Bakli, whether it's Biyad, it's Asr. The Visudizira. So as we saw on Daf Kufta Samar Aleph, so a similar case that Zaira's wife made in this case, this mustard paste for Reb Chiyabar Ashin, he didn't eat it either. Omar, Omar le, she said to him, L'rabach avidi le, v'achal v'atlo achalt. So Zeiri's wife said to um, Reb Chiyabar Ashin, she says, I make this for your teacher Zeiri, and he eats it. Why won't you eat it? Okay. Omar Rava bar Shiva, havakoim nekami de ravina, uvachshile b'shufsa desuma v'achal. Okay, says Rabbi Bar Shiva that he was in front of Ravina and what he did was he mixed together this mustard stuff with like um, using, he mixed it using not a kli, not his hands, but rather like a, a um, garlic, like a, a shoot of garlic. And uh, Ravina ate it. Okay, Baruch Hashem. Over Marzutra, says Marzutra, says Marzutra, so Marzutra says the Allah is not like all these people. Rather, the Allah is the following, which is Chardal Shaloshum Erev Shabbos. That if you already mixed together, I guess it's like a paste, this mustard on Erev Shabbos, Lamachum Mimachu, Bain Biyad, Bain Bikli. So then the next day you'd be allowed to like add water and mix it together. Whether you use your hand, whether you use a Kli, it's all good. Venosin the Sochu Dvash, you could put in some honey. Velo Yitrof Now just don't. You know, mix it together like really solid, just um, like mix it together loosely. And this reminds me of like trina, you know, when you make like trina, so you, you like pour out like the kind of thicker trina from, that you get, they buy in the store from the jar. Then you add water and whatever else you want to add to it. And, but you shouldn't like make it into a really thick kind of paste. Rather, you should just kind of lightly mix it together so that it doesn't get too thick. So I imagine it like a similar kind of thing. Shikhlaim, when it comes to cress, these like leafy kind of greeny kind of things. So cress, Shashachon Me'erev Shabbos, that you already chopped them up from Erev Shabbos, L'machor, then on Shabbos, Nosin the Sochon Shemen V'chometz, you could put in uh, oil and uh, vinegar, Umam Shech L'Sochon Amisa, you could put in Amisa, which we're going to define in a few minutes as mint. V'lo Yitrof El don't mix it up really strong, but rather just mix it, you know, mix it together kind of looser. Which is very interesting, right? It doesn't sound so bad. Some like leaves with some oil, vinegar, mint. Sounds kind of nice. Shum Sherisko Me'ev Shabbos. If you have 
um, garlic that you made into some kind of a, that, that you crushed before uh, Shabbos, lemachar, then on Shabbos, no sin the soho, um, pull the grease in. You could put in beans and, so grease in modern Hebrew, I think is like barley, but he was defining it as, um, oh man, I can't even remember anymore. What was it? Uh, uh, beans and, uh, can't even remember. Does Rashi say anything about Greason? Oh, all right. Yeah, the article I think defined as something else. I can't even remember what it is anymore. But in modern Hebrew, Greason are like barley. And it's below Yishchok Ella Me'ariv. Now, don't like smush all this stuff together. Rather, just mix it. Umam Sheikhas Amisa Lesochan My Amisa. What is this Amisa that we said you could put into it? Ninya. It is mint. Amar Abayish Ma'amina Hay Ninya Ma'ayil Nesachle. So Abayish says, No. So what do we see? We see that mint is good for cress. Well, there you have it. That's the halacha. Abaye paskin, mint is good for cress. What do you mean you don't like it? Of course you like it. Who says you don't like it? Abaye says it's good, it's good. All right. This is interesting. You can make these inomlin on Shabbos. Taner Abanan, the rabbis taught, osin inomlin b'shabbos ve'en osin ilontis. All right. You're allowed to make inomlin on Shabbos. You're not allowed to make ilontis on Shabbos. So what are these things? So Vezwi Inomlin, Vezwi Ilontis, Inomlin, Yayin, Udvash, Ufilplin. That sounds very fancy, right? Inomlin is wine with some honey and some um, black pepper. That sounds kind of nice. I don't know. I mean, I don't usually go for that stuff, but like, you know, I'm imagining like a party in the winter with lots of like people around and there's that big pot of like hot wine and stuff. Like it kind of feels like that. Is there like a name for that hot wine stuff or is it just called hot wine? I honestly, I'm not usually so into it, but I don't know. It seems like nice enough. Elontis, what's Elontis? Yain Yashan, it's like uh, old wine. Umayim Tzlulin, and you add like some clear water to it. Vafarsimon, and some balsam. Also sounds pretty nice. Davdele Leve Masusa, and you have it after at the end of the spa. After you go to the bathhouse, you have this drink. Lemekar to cool down. Amr of Yosef says of Yosef Zimnachada all his basur Mar Ukva Levebane. Rav Yosef said that one time he went with Mar Ukva to the bathhouse. Now the Rashi had said on Daf uh, Uwa, I think it was Daf Nundalar Amid Beis. Rashi had said that um, Mar Ukva was a very wealthy man and he was also the head of the basin. So he was a uh, um, yeah. So I guess Rav Yosef had the treat of one time he was hanging out with Mar Ukva and Mar Ukva took him to the spa. Now, Kinafke, when they came out, Asai, Ashakyon, Chadkasa, they went and they drank one cup of this. I'm skipping the word Chamra because it, it's better without it and the Gilion removes it. So, uh, or some people remove it. So, uh, and they drank one cup of this Inomlin, Vichashi, Mibinta de Roshi, Vadtufa de Chari. And Yosef says, this drink was Mamish something else. I, I, I cooled down from my, the hairs of my head to the, my toenails. The Ashakian Kasa Achrina, and if I were to have drank another cup of this Inomlin, have I Mistafina, I would be nervous Mankuli Alma Asi. I would be nervous that if I would have another one of these cups of this drink, I would cool down so much that I might die, and in order to stay alive, they would have to reduce from my reward in the world to come. Interesting. What do you mean? That why would Rav Yosef had died and they would have to keep him alive only by reducing from his reward in the world to come? After all, my Ukva drinks this every single day. 
Shiny Marukva Didashbe. Marukva is accustomed to drinking such drinks. So therefore, uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, particularly, uh, it wasn't, he was used to it. He built up a, uh, a tolerance. So it wasn't as potent. But for other people, it would be very potent. Interesting. Says the Mishnah, in Shorin S. Achiltes Bepotion. So there's some kind of Chiltes thing. Uh, the art school explained it as something that I, is gibberish to me. Um, and so, but there's some kind of uh, substance that you were, were to soak in warm water. Avonosin, so, so, so you don't do that on Shabbos because it would be clear that it was for Rifuah. Avonosin the Socha Chomets, but you can put it in vinegar and then you can like dip things into the vinegar even, even though the qualities of the Chiltes um, will be infused into the vinegar. Ve'en sholen es akarshinen, and you can't like soak vetch in like water to remove whatever, uh, you know, vetch was like um, some kind of legume that they would feed to animals. So don't like soak it in water to remove whatever you want to remove from the vetch. Lo shafen osan, and you can't like scrape it with your hand either because it, we're concerned about borer, separating good from bad. Or bad from good, separating, or selecting. But you would be allowed to put the vetch into a sifter or into a basket. Now, not with the intention of sifting, because that would be a problem. But you could put it into the sifter and then, like you know, just keep it there um, and just like take a whole bunch, chuck it in a sifter, but not actually sift it. And then, even if some of it ends up getting sifted, it's fine because it's It's not necess- It's not obvious that stuff is going to get sifted. Or into a basket, and in the basket also. Some stuff might fall through, but that's acceptable. In Kovernis Ateven Bechvara, we do not take like um, grain and put it in a sifter in order to remove the like chaff. Also, don't put it in like a high area. So that the chaff will fall out. But you, what you can do is you can take this um, grain and put it in like a sifter and then from the sifter, chuck it into the trough that the animals are going to eat from, and whatever falls through the sifter in that process would be acceptable. Fine. Shara mai. What happens if somebody did, in fact, soak this chiltis um, in warm water? Is it a korban chatas? Is it a avalaser? So, because we said in the Mishnah not to do it, because it looks like it's for refuah. So, Tirgama Rav Adonarsha'a, Kamid Rav Yosef, so Rav Adonarsha'a taught in front of Rav Yosef, that if he soaks this chiltis in warm water, well then he's chayv a korban chatas. So Abaye apparently just gives like some random case. He says, what do you mean? Well, if I take meat and soak that in warm water, would I be chayv? Basically what Abaye is saying is like, what are you talking about that you're going to be chayv a korban chatas for soaking this chiltis in warm water? I'm not chayv for so korban chatas for soaking things in water. No, rather don't soak. The, you know the point is that we don't want you doing things like the way that you do it during the week, and therefore um, don't soak this stuff in water. Although we did say that it has to do with like refuah, but I guess the point is that like if you're doing, meaning the point is that you're, by, you're, you're certainly not being over on an iser de orisa by, by by soaking something in water. What iser de orisa are you doing? The point is that we don't want you doing things, I guess, the way you would prepare this refuah, I guess, during the week. Um, we don't want you doing it on Shabbos, so therefore don't, don't soak it. But I guess putting it in vinegar would be acceptable. 
Um, but Abai says it's only an Isra Drabanan. You're certainly not Chayv Korban Chatos. This is interesting. So Rabbi Yochanan asked Akasha from Rabbi Yana. Now, Rabbi Yana was older than Rabbi Yochanan. So this is interesting for a few reasons. Because often Rabbi Yochanan is like one of those um, characters in the personalities in the Gemara that is like Rav and Shmuel. Like, they're like the top of the food chain. You don't usually see, you know, sometimes you see like Rav with his uncle Rabbi or Shmuel maybe with Levi, as we saw yesterday. But, you know... Rabbi Yochanan is pretty high up, and here's an interesting, you know, an interesting interaction with Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yanai, who is even older than he is. So, Bamini Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yanai. So, Rabbi Yochanan asked Rabbi Yanai, "Maulishros asachiltes b'tzonin? Can you soak this chiltes in cold water? Right? Meaning, the Mishnah said, don't put it in warm water. But what about in cold water? So, I'm like, oh, sir. Rabbi Yanai said to Rabbi Yochanan, forbidden. You're not allowed to put this, soak this chiltes in cold water. In cold water. So Rabbi Yochanan then said to Rabbi Yana, he said, but our Mishnah, after all, only said not to soak the chiltes in warm water, implying that cold water would be permitted. To which Rabbi Yana said, you know, if that's the case, you know, if, if you're going to kind of come to me with Mishnayis that everybody knows, and when I give you an answer that's different than the Mishnah, you're kind of questioning me about it, or you assume that I don't know about that Mishnah, or you know that I'm not giving you the correct answer. Well, then there would be no difference between me and you. The whole point is that I'm greater than you. You know, meaning there, there's a reason that you're coming to me to ask questions because I I know a little bit more, and and. Um, the fact of the matter is that that Mishnah that is very popular and that everybody knows is actually only a das yachid. The Tanya, as we learn in the Brisa, in showing us achiltes lo b'cham lo b'tzonin Rabbi Yosi Omer b'cham and also b'tzonin muter. That we actually have a Brisa that says that according to the Tanakama, we do not soak this chiltes whether in cold water, whether in warm water. We don't soak it at all. Rabbi Yosi is the one who says that only in warm water it is aser, um, but in uh, cold water it is permitted. Which is very interesting, you know, because also I feel like we've seen before in other places that like Mishnayis were kind of more popular. Bryce's were not necessarily as well known. And so it's interesting to see how kind of like, you know, Rabbi Yochanan kind of knew the Mishnah. And when he came to Rabbi Yanai, who was like, you know, his Rebbe, who was greater than him, Rabbi Yanai was able to kind of bring in a broader perspective and, and more knowledge and being able to bring that to the table, which is also just interesting also like when it comes to Psaq Halacha. Like you kind of wonder... How come different poskim could say different things? Doesn't everybody just go based on the Shulchan Aruch or whatever? But I guess like, they're, they're, I don't know, I guess the greater you are, the more you know, the more perspective you have, and, and, and the more you can bring to the table, and not just sort of the popular opinions. Very interesting. Now what is this chiltis soaked in water good for? If you have a heavy heart, for whatever reason you have a heavy, you have some kind of uh, a heart condition. Now, as uh, it's not, we're not talking about where it's like, you know, a mortal danger because then anything would be allowed on Shabbos. Uh, rather, it's, I don't know, your heart's by a chest pains epis. Yosef Now there's a Rav by Yosef who was having chest pains. Also, the comment my ukva. So he came in front of my ukva. Now we saw um, Andafe. Hmm. What that was it? Was it Kufchas and Mabez? Um, yeah. So we saw in the Kufchas and Mabez that, that right, of course we know Shmuel was a doctor. Now, uh, Mar- Mar-Ukva was the uh, Rosh Hashiva 
the Abbezdin, not the Rashiva, but the Abbezdin at the time, and Mar Ukva and Shmuel would kind of hang out together. So we saw there on Kuf Chesim that people like ask Mar Ukva for like uh, treatments from Shmuel, things like that. So, so now we see over here also in the context of Rifua, so Rabbi Yosef was having chest pain, so he came to Mar Ukva, Ukva told him, Zil Shti Tlasa Tikle Chilza, go and drink. The, the the equivalent of the weight of three gold coins of this chiltza soaked in water and do this for three days right so for three days you drink some of this um, soaked chiltza so I guess maybe this happened on a Thursday so he went and he, he drank this on he soaked chiltza in water on Thursday and drank it on Friday he drank it the tzafra and then on Shabbos morning so he, he went, he said, oh, now what do I do? I've already drank this for three days, but for two days, now it's day three. Am I allowed to soak this chiltis in water in order to uh, drink it for my heart, for my chest pains? So he went to the Beis HaMedjish and he asked, Amrile, they said to him, Tana Dvei Rav Ada, Amrile, Tana Dvei Marba Rav Ada, Shose Adam Kav Okabayim Ve'enu Choshesh. So they, they told him in the Beis HaMedjish, they said, well, you're allowed to drink a kav or a kabayim. It's no problem. Don't worry about it. So yeah, you could drink this um, siltis, chiltis, soaked in water. Amr luhu, so Rav Achabar Yosef said to them, I'm not asking, can I drink it? Can I soak it in the water so that I could drink it? Amr luhu, Rav Chiyabar Oven, so Rav Chia Bar-Avin said to them, and of course Rav Chia Bar-Avin, the lion of the Chabura, he said to them, Bedidi Ava so Lamaise, I was once in a similar uh, case, in a similar predicament. And I went and I asked Rav Ada Bar-Hava and he didn't know the answer. So I went and I asked Rav Huna, and he said, This is what Rav said. You're allowed to soak this chiltis in cold water and just leave it in the sun to warm up. Kiman the Shari, the Gemara says, wait, was Rav saying that like Rabiosi who says that it's mutter to soak um, chiltis in cold water? But we said that the Chacham argue on Rabiosi and say that you're not allowed to. So the Gemara says, no, even according to the Chacham, we say that you're not allowed to soak chiltis in warm or cold water. That is only where you haven't started this regiment of three days of drinking this. So then you shouldn't soak uh, this chiltis in warm or cold water in order to start drinking it. But in this case, where Achabar Yosef has already uh, drank this potion on Thursday and on Friday, if he doesn't also drink it for day three, then it can actually come to a dangerous situation. And um, therefore, it's Docha Shabbos in order to do to um, soak this chiltis in water. But nonetheless, we'd rather do it with a shinoi. So instead of soaking it in warm water, soak it in cold water and put it out in the sun. Okay, now, interestingly, so in the, in the story that we just read, so we see Rav Achabar Yosef hanging out in the circles with Rav Adabarahava, with Rav Huna, right? These were... Um, Sort of earlier generations of of Amuraim, and now we see that he's hanging out with 
Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, who is like a fourth generation or more, a little bit later. And it's interesting to note that in this case already, Rav Achabar Yosef is an older man, and it says that he's leaning on his nephew, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. So you can kind of see how he fits in, you know, historically. So in the first case, he, I guess maybe he was a younger man, and he was hanging out with like Rav, Rav Adar Bar Ahava and Rav Huna and Rav Chia Bar Avin. And then already towards when he was older, then he, it says that he was with his nephew, Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak, and he said to Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak, "Kimatina levei Rav Safra." When we get to the house of Rav Safra, Ailina, let me go in. Kimatu Aile. So when they got to Rav Safra's house, sure enough, Rav Achabar Yosef went into Rav Safra's house. Ba minei, and Rav Achabar Yosef asked from Rav Safra, "From Rav Safra, Mau lechaskuse kitonisa b'Shabbata." Would you be allowed to rub together linen clothing on Shabbos? Meaning, if you get linen clothing from the launder and it's stiff, can you rub it together? So, do we consider it as though he's rubbing it together just to soften it up and that would be fine? Or, maybe it'll be treated like he is trying to whiten up this linen clothing, in which case it wouldn't be allowed. It would be, it would be uh, milabin. Wasn't that like one of the 39 malachis maybe? Wow, that was a long time ago, all this stuff. That was like half a Masechta ago. Mamish. It was like almost half a Masechta ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Hamalabno was one of the things. So I guess maybe it'll be like Milabin. Holy cow. It's crazy how much we've done. So Amr Lerakuche Kamichavin Veshapir Dami. So we say it would just be considered like he's trying to soften up the linen and that would be acceptable. Kinafak also. So when um, he left Rav Safra's house, so Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, his nephew, asked him, Rav Achabar Bar Yosef, what did you ask Rav Safra? He says, I asked Rav Safra, are you allowed to rub together a linen gar- um, garment on Shabbos? Shapir Dami. Safra told me, yeah, it's no problem. Sudra. So, Rav Nachman said, why didn't you ask about a turban? So, Rav Achabar Yosef says, Sudra lokami bayali. I didn't have a question about a turban. Debayi may Rav Huna ufashali. And then the Gilion adds the Isura. Because I already asked Rav Huna about, um, can I rub together a linen turban? And he told me that it's not allowed. So if Nachmaritzlik said to his uncle, he said, so why don't you just apply the from the turban to the clothing? So he said, there's an afkamina. Your turban you wear on your head, it's very prominent. And therefore, um, when you rub it together, it, 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 it seems like you're rubbing it together in order to make it white. And therefore, it's not allowed. However, what I wanted to know is what about clothing that you're going to be covering up over, you know, you're going to be putting other clothing on top of it. So that I was wondering, is it just considered to soften it up? To which Rav Safra said, yes, it is just to soften it up and it's allowed. Amr of Chizda, says of Chizda, I kitanisa, this um, linen clothing, mishafu ledida, mikanya shari, kanya mimena aser. So of Chizda says, so basically the way that they would have like the equivalent of hangers was that you would take, um, this, let's say, garment, and you would stick like a reed through one arm and then go through the other arm and I guess hang it up somehow. 
So what he was saying is that you would be allowed to remove the shirt from the pole, from this reed, but you would not be allowed to um, remove the reed from it because the reed is mukta. Okay? Rava says, but if this reed was a weaver's reed, well then it's a kli, and you can even move the reed from it. This bundle of vegetables, if it is fit for animal consumption, well then it is permitted to uh, move it. It's not moksa v'ilo asir. And if it's not fit for animal con- consumption, well then uh, it's moksa, you can't move it. Amar of chieb or ashi amarav, haitalia de bisra, shayla taltule de chavri asir. Says of chieb or ashi in the name of rav, that if you have like a string of drying meat, you're allowed to move it on Shabbos because you can even eat it raw. But if it's of fish, then you can't because the fish, the assumption is you cannot eat it raw. Which is interesting because we currently eat fish raw. Well, if you're into that. Amr of Katina said of Katina, Omid be'emtsa amita, kilo omid be'chreisa shalisha, v'lav milsahi. Says of Katina that somebody who stands in the middle of a bed that a husband and a wife um, sleep in. So it's as if he is stepping, it's if he is stepping on the stomach of a woman. And as Rashi says, the mahar hair, because he's going to be having certain thoughts that we don't want him having. And we say, yeah, but that, that you don't have to worry about this statement of Rav Katina. It's not, there's nothing to worry about. Okay. Vamur Rav Chizda, instead of Rav Chizda, Barbe Rav, a young student, the Zavan Yarka, who's buying vegetables. Now, I think the assumption here is that these students don't have very much money. So he's giving them advice and saying, he's saying, hey, friends, when you go to buy vegetables, Lizavan Aricha, buy the longest vegetables. Because Kisha Kikisha Varcha Because it says, here's a pro tip, all of the bundles are the same width. And therefore, if you get longer ones, you're getting more bang for your buck. Okay. And I guess it was the same price for all of them. He gives very similar advice with regard to buying firewood. He says, look, if you're buying firewood, if you're buying reeds to burn, to burn, so again, the, they're all the same price. The bundles are the same thickness. So you may as well get the longer ones. You get better bang for your buck. A, a young student who doesn't have much money and he also doesn't have much bread. Lolecho yarka, he shouldn't eat vegetables, mishum degar, because vegetables are going to make him hungrier. And he's going to want to eat more bread, but he doesn't have more bread. Vamr of chizda. Ana loba an yusi achli yarka, vloba asirusi achli yarka. Rav chizda said, look, when I was poor, I didn't eat, um, bread, uh, vegetables. And when I was wealthy, I didn't eat vegetables. The Gemara Moid Katan says that, um, Rav chizda was a wealthy man. Says that Rava um, asked to, for three things. One of them was to have the wealth of Rav Chizda, and he got it. Now, interestingly enough, Rava was also married to Rav Chizda's daughter. I wonder if those two are connected. Anyways, so he says that when he was poor, he didn't eat vegetables, and when he when Rav Chizda was wealthy, he didn't eat vegetables. But you see, Mishum Degar, when I was poor, I didn't eat vegetables because it would just make me hungrier. But the Amina. And when I was wealthy, I didn't eat vegetables because I said, well, why should I eat vegetables if I can eat bisr v'chavre, if I can eat uh, meat and fish? Okay, interesting. So, he didn't eat vegetables. Instead of chizda, he said, 
Rav Chizda gives some more advice if you have these young students who don't have very much bread, so don't just eat little bits at a time. Rather, you know, better to just eat a bunch and be satisfied rather than just having little bits that you're, not, you're never really going to be satisfied. And it says of Chizda, if you have this young student who doesn't have much bread, so then he shouldn't be the one to you know, break the bread and divide it up and give it to the people in my time. How come? Because he's not going to be able to do it with a big, uh, you know, to be able to give nice portions because he's very concerned about the size of the food that he's apportioning. Bamar of Chizda says of Chizda, Anime Ikara Lavoy Batsana Ad Shadoi Yadi Bhulemanov Ashkihi Bekotsarki. Interesting. I don't exactly know what this means, but well I know what it means literally, but I don't understand the implication. I kinda well I can say I understand what it means literally, and I also understand the implication. I just don't really understand it. It says of Chizda that Anime Ikara initially, Kilo, when I didn't have any money, Lavoy Batsana, I wouldn't like break bread, Ad Shadoi Yadi Bhulemana until I would rummage around in the entire vessel of bread, basket of bread, and I made sure that there was enough that I needed. I mean, I think the point is that he was in a position where, you know, it wasn't obvious that he would always have enough bread, and therefore when he would break bread, he would, he would I don't know if it's because maybe he was hungry and he would just be very excited and see how much bread there was, or whatever it is, he kind of wouldn't just simply break bread. He would always make sure that, you know, he wanted to see how much there was, okay? Make sure that there was enough for his needs. Says of Chizda, if you have somebody who can't afford um, wheat bread, so he can, you know, he's, he's he's able to eat barley bread for for that's less expensive, and instead he splurges on the wheat bread, so he's over on baltashkes because he can just eat the barley bread. He shouldn't be wasting his money. From Rab Papa says Rab Papa, I man the efshel lemishte shichra. Says of Papa, look, if you can drink the cheaper beer and instead you opt for the more expensive wine, so you're also over on Batashkas of being wasteful. Now, of course, as we know, if Papa was in the beer business, so certainly it serves him self-serving to say, to recommend that you should prefer beer to uh, wine. The one says, that they're, uh, you don't have to worry about this. Interesting. Okay. Batashkas de Gufa Adif that we don't have to worry about this because Baltashk is the gufa adif, that beer is not as healthy as wine and also uh, barley isn't as healthy as wheat. So therefore, um, you, it would be acceptable to splurge on the wheat bread as well as the, um, wine. From Rav Chizda by Beirav, the Lesle Mishchop, um, a young student, a cash strapped student who doesn't have oil, what he can do is he can go to like a pit where there's like some water that's got like algae growing on it and it's like oily kind of water well there you go there's your oil Va'amar Rav Chizda Bible Rav the Zavan Umsa says of Chizda that this young student who's buying meat Lisbon Unka the Isbe Tlasamine Bisra well you should buy neck meat because you can get three different flavors of meat in neck meat you can get the fatty stuff you can get the um what was the second one Oh, you can get the weak meat, I guess soft meat, and also kind of sinewy meat. So instead of buying three different types of meat, you can just um, get three for the price of one, buy neck meat, and uh, you get three different kinds of flavors. Pro tip. Vamar of Kizda. Bai Rav de Zavan Kitunisa. 
If you have a young student who doesn't have money and he wants to buy clothing, so you should buy, um, so Lisbon Midinar Abba, so you should buy these, uh, clothing from Nahar Abba because it's the highest quality. You should launder it every 30 days. And then the clothing will last for him for 12 months. And Rav Chizit says, I can guarantee you this. My kitunisa, what exactly is this kitunisa, this linen garment? Kita na'e, means a good group, meaning if you dress wearing a nice garment, you will be associated in good, um, you know, circles. Vamrev Chizda said that a, um, a cash strapped student should not uh, sit on a uh, new reed mat, dimchalya money, because it is going to ruin his clothing. A um, young student should not give his clothing to his um, host to wash for him. Because it's not very good, because let's say there is some carry, some sperm on his clothing. Well, that wouldn't be very nice for whoever's doing his clothing to find this on his clothing. Okay. Amr Luhu Rav Chizda Levante. Chizda told his daughters, Tavit Sniyasan Ba'ape Gavraichu. Be very modest in front of your husbands. Lo Seichlu Naima Ba'ape Gavraichu. Don't eat bread in front of your husbands. Interesting. Rashi says, because if you eat too much, well then, um, maybe your husbands might not like that very much. Interesting. Don't eat vegetables at night, and as Rashi says, because it will give you bad breath. Don't eat um, dates and drink beer at night, and Rashi says, because it might upset your stomach, and we don't want that in front of your husbands. And do not um, go to the bathroom where your husbands go to the bathroom, because also... Uh, it might create an uh, uncomfortable situation for you and your husband. And if uh, a man knocks on the door, do not say who is it in the male form, rather say who is it in the female form. Ki'ilu, that um, you do, you know, it's as if like you don't want to be accustomed to welcoming men into the house. So even though it's a man, kind of refer as, as if you were talking to a woman. As if you're opening the door for a woman. Fine. Nakin marginisa bechadu yade, vechur bechadu yade, marginisa achvilu, vechur lo achvilu, ademitstairon, vechadu achvilu. And when you are in bed with your husband, so what you should do is first you should cover your breasts with one hand and cover your vagina with um, the other hand. And then first, let your husband see your breasts, and then only later, allow him to see your vagina, and then um, have sex. And that will sort of be a the proper order of events for you and your husband. Okay. So the Mishnah had said that we do not um, soak vetch in water. Because that will separate the good stuff from, well, that will kind of separate the vetch and the, the other stuff. So the mission is not like the following Tana, Titania, as we learn in Abraisa. Rabbi Yaakov Omer, in Mashkichin, Bechavra, Kol Iker. 
So this Mishnah is not like the following Brisa, which says that Rabbi Ezra ben Yaakov says that we do not use the um, sifter at all. Because our Mishnah said that while you wouldn't pour water into the vetch to separate the things, you can use a sifter to scoop up the vetch and put it in the trough. Um, but Rabbi Ezra ben Yaakov says do not use a sifter whatsoever. Okay, so it's not like Rabbi Ezra ben Yaakov. Says the Mishnah, Gorfin milifne aptam umsalkin litstadin mipne arei divir abdosa. Okay, so it says abdosa that you'd be allowed to um, shovel away from before. So if you have a cow and you're fattening up the cow so you can slaughter it, so what you can do is in the trough, in the feeding trough, you can scrape away before you put in more food. You can scrape away any sort of things that might be unappetizing for the cow. So you can uh, scrape that away on Shabbos from Salkan and Stadim And if in this pen there's like um you know uh, hay and stuff that it right that the cow is eating and you don't want the cow to like step on it and have its like uh, dung on it and stuff like that, so you can kind of move these things away so that the cow will eat properly. Also, the Chacham say that you would not be allowed to move these things around. You can take. Uh, food from one animal and give it to the other animal on Shabbos. It's fine because the animals are not so makpid and they uh, they will eat it anyway. So it's acceptable. It's like you're just putting food in front of the animal. So Rabdosa had said that you can, if you have like food in the trough, you can move it around and you, well, you can like scrape out the trough before putting in more food. And Rabdosa also said that if you have this like um, hay like around the animal so you can also move that around so that it won't be stepping in it and 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 um, you know have its own like dung on it and uh, it won't want to eat it so Rabdosa says you can kind of do these two different things the Chachamim says the Chachamim say that it's Asr the question is the Chachamim say that both of them are Asr one of them is Asr none of them are Asr like, like what's going on over here so so again so Ibailu so they asked Rabbanon Aresha Plige do they argue on the first statement of Rabdosa or a safer plea to argue on the second statement of Rabdosa, or a tervayu plea to argue on both statements of Rabdosa. Tashma, kamenir de tane vachachamim omrim, echadze vechadze, lo yisakenu litzdaden. So we have a bright that says that the chachamim say that, um, whether it's the resha, right, which is scraping out the trough before, um, before putting in the food for the animals, or whether it's the safer, which is moving the hay from around the animals if there's lots of it, um, the chachamim say do neither of them. Amr of Chizda. Machlokas be'evus shal karka va be'evus shal kli tevyakol mutter. Rav Chizda says that the machlokas between Rav Dosa and the Chachamim about whether or not you can scrape away the trough before putting in more food is only in a trough that is dug into the ground. And that is where there's machlokas. But if the, the trough was in a kli, everyone would agree that it would be permitted. The concern with the ground is that you might um, come to and flatten out holes. If there are holes, you'll fill them in. And I think we said that that would be uh, an issue of choresh, um, I think, of harvesting, I think we said in the field. But one second, if this trough is in the ground, is there anybody who would say that it's permitted? You're going to be um, evening out holes. 
Ella Yidmar Hachi Yidmar, rather, if you're going to say it, say it in the following way. Amr of Chiz, the Machlokas Be'evus Shal Kli. The Machlokas is when it comes to a trough that is in a vessel. Aval Be'evus Shal Kaki Kol Asr. But if the trough was in the ground, everyone would say that it is forbidden because uh, we're concerned that you might fill in holes. But if it's in a vessel, the Chachamim still say that it's not allowed because they make a out of that you might come to fill in holes in, if it's in the ground. Fine. The Mishnah said you could take food from one animal and give it to another animal on Shabbos because the animals are not makbinut, they eat it anyway, so it's not a big deal. But coming here, right, Tana, Chada, we have one Bryce that says, We have one Bryce that says that you would be allowed to take food from one animal that has a good mouth, that it has good mouth skills or good mouth etiquette. And, um, you can take that food and give it in front to an animal that has bad mouth etiquette. Vitani Idach, we have another Bryce that says, You have another Bryce that says you could take food from a mouth, from an animal that has a bad, bad mouth etiquette and put it in front of an animal that has good mouth etiquette. So which one is it? Do you take the food from the bad mouth etiquette, from the good mouth etiquette? What is it? So Abai says, no, both of these brises are saying the same exact thing, which is, that taking food from a donkey and giving it to a um, ox, meaning, I think the point is that, you know, the donkey is not eating anymore. It has enough to eat or it has more than enough. So you want to take um, this food and now give it to the ox. We say that that would be acceptable, right? Um but we would not take food from an ox and put it in front of a donkey. How come? Here we When we say that you're allowed to take um, food from an animal that has good mouth etiquette, well, that is talking about bechamor. The animal with good mouth etiquette is a donkey delaysly rire. He doesn't spit and slobber in its food. And you can put it in front of the animal that has bad mouth etiquette. That is a uh, cow that slobbers on its food. So you can take from the donkey and give it to the cow because the cow will eat it. But the cow who slobbers on its food, you can't give slobbery food to the donkey because the donkey won't eat it. Okay. When we say that you're allowed to take from an animal that has bad mouth etiquette, well, this is also talking about the donkey. Because it's talking about a donkey that doesn't pay attention to what it eats. It might eat like branches and sticks. Or, you know, it can eat anything. And we say you could put it in front of an animal that has good mouth etiquette, meaning that it'll only eat food. It won't eat other kind of stuff. But both, you know, both the pia yafe and the pia ra, they're both talking about the chamor and also the cow, which depends if it's talking about slobbering or if it's talking about eating anything. But the point is that you can take food from a donkey and give it to a cow, but not from a cow and give it to a donkey. Friends, that was the Avkuf Mem of Masech to Shabbos. Let us review what we discussed. So, at the beginning we were talking about mixing mustard. And we had different options. Maybe mix it with a uh, kli, maybe mix it with your hands. So Rav said you can mix it with a kli, but not with your hands, because you mix it better with your hands, and that's how you do it during the week. Shmuel says, what do you mean? It's not donkey food. You don't mix mustard with your hands during the week. Rather, you mix mustard with a kli during the week. So if you want to mix it on Shabbos, do it with your hands. Yochanan said that uh, whether it's with your kli, whether it's your hands, it is permitted. Uh, Rabbi Lazar said whether it's with the kli, whether it's your hands, it's forbidden. Abai and Rav said that Talach is not like Rabbi Yochanan, who says that either way it's permitted. Then Rabbi Yochanan ended up changing his mind to say that both that right that it's also no matter what. And Abai and Rav are like, okay, we hold like him. In the end, Marzutra said, look, Lamaisa, you'd be allowed to mix together this mustard however you want, as long as 
you don't mix it really well and like knead it, but just to mix it kind of regularly would be permitted. And I think that that's kind of like similar to like making trina on Shabbos. Then we talked about all sorts of interesting recipes, right? With how to deal with cress and oil and vinegar and mint. Very interesting. Talk about these interesting wine things that you add honey and spices. Very cool. And that like drink that they would have after the spa with Rav Yosef and Marukva. Then we talked about uh, soaking chiltis in warm water. We said that that is good for a heavy heart. We had a story with Rav Acha um, uh, Bar Yosef who went in front of uh, who Rav, uh, Rav Marukva Mar- recommended that he have three days of eating this stuff, of drinking this drink. Then on the third day was Shabbos and he wanted to figure out, can he drink this? So, um, oh, interesting. So, so in the end, they said that he would be allowed to since it is, um, since he did it on day one and day two, by day three, it would be life-threatening if he doesn't drink it. So that would be acceptable. Um, oh, interesting. Okay, so back to the soaking the schiltis in water. So um, Rav Ada Narsha and then, uh, says to Rav Yosef that you be chayav achatas if you soak it in warm water. Abaye says, what are you talking about? Soaking things is not chayav a korban chatas. If you soak meat, you're not chayav a korban chatas. No, the issue is uvdin dechol. We don't want you doing things the way you do it during the week. So it's also midir abanan. According to the Chachamim, both um, soaking in cold and hot water would be a problem. Whereas according to Rav Yosef, only in warm water is a problem. Cold water would be acceptable. Talk about running, rubbing a linen garment. So as as long as it's it's okay because it's just going to be to soften the garment. That's okay. But uh, if it's your turban, it's not okay because it's going to be in order to make it whiter. Rav Chista gave all sorts of advice to young Torah students as well as to his daughters um, how they may um, act with their husbands. And then we had a Mishnah which talks about moving uh, food from in front of like animals on Shabbos. We say from donkeys to Oxen would be okay because donkeys don't slobber on their food, um, whereas oxen do. So the donkeys won't want to eat slobbery food, but the oxen um, will eat donkey food. That's okay. Friends, that was the Kufmem of Masech Shabbos. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you have a great day. Peace out.